everybody, welcome to Game Goose. Today is October 20th, 2020. This is Season 3, Episode 12. Hello everyone out there, my name is Dan Curry. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, just to let you know, my wife is on the way home, so if there's a lot of dog noises soon, I apologize. Uh, Clinton. Yes, yeah, I'll mute myself. Clinton, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I, uh, I don't know, I have nothing. I'm doing well. I was going to tell you something, some thing going on in my life like i always do but i got nothing so i never say anything about my life so i'll just say uh, i got a new computer i'm nice. excited about that my camera isn't as good but that's okay it actually works and uh play some games and uh hopefully i won't cut out on discord that's really <laughs> all i ask for i don't have a lot of ass uh neil how are you over there in new york i'm good period cool all right sounds good <laughs> life um, as usual man <laughs> uh, we'll just jump right into them. What have you guys been playing? Um, I have. Well, I played a little Apex, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, Dan and I and our friend Carl popped into at Dan's request. We played a little Overwatch, like maybe we did. five games. Um, and I haven't played that in months. Um, I missed it so, and it's still, still what I want it to be. Um. Uh, what else did we play? Played a little. Uh, we played a little War Groove the other day. Yeah, that little. Uh, what do people always compare that to? It's a game. Advanced I Wars. Advanced Wars. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's always that's fun. fun. And anything else? I don't, I don't know. know. What so. are you playing? You playing anything solo right now? I tried to get back into Mortal Mortal Shells, uh, which is like an indie kind of Dark Souls like uh, game, and I, I don't know, it just didn't hook me. It, it doesn't help that I something grabbed my attention from it after I started playing it, so I was like, "Oh, I'll come back to this later." And now I kind of don't know how the game works, <laughs> so I might have to start worst. over again because it doesn't. Of course, this game doesn't teach you anything. It's certainly not going to reteach you the couple things that it already told you. Yeah. Um, but no, that's about it. Uh, Clinton, what have you been playing? I've been kind of bouncing around a few things here and there. Uh, I oh, I beat the... Hades. Oh, nice. Oh, that's that right. That's the big one. Uh, you never beat a roguelike, but the story kind of wraps up after you beat the final boss like 10 times, I think. Um, and then they find a way to keep it going. But I beat that. I put it down for now, but it's certainly something I'll pick up again and again. Nice. Um, yeah, great game. Uh, I haven't played like anything like solidly, uh, but I've played a bit of things here and there. Uh, I played uh, <clears throat> a bit of Among Us yesterday on stream, which was a lot of fun. We had 10 people together, so we did that. I know the two of you got invited, but... <laughs> we had too many people to play. That's all right. So. That's all right. <laughs> so you guys didn't get to play. It, it ended up being for the best. I ended up working until like eleven, and if I would have played an hour or however long you played, <laughs> been up even later working. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've downloaded uh, Mass Effect Two and started playing through that again. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to say about it. It's it's Mass Effect 2. The it has its issues here and there. The story is, I mean, Mass Effect, so it's pretty good, but uh Yeah, I don't know what to to say about it really. It's got its it's like from its time period, so it's a little wonky here and there. I can't change like the mouse sensitivity. So, it's either like 
moving through menus is super super slow or aiming is like so <laughs> it's there's no like in between on it because you can't change the mouse speed at all uh but it's fun the i'm probably two hours into it or whatever so story really hasn't caught up yet oh, it's yeah, just so like you're like you're like two percent done that yeah long. yeah the story is just like uh commander Shepard's alive again and she's working for some some racist bad dudes so everyone's kind of like what's happening why is this happening still so is that the one with the reapers <clears throat> they're all have reapers that's okay. the main i think the second of... one is where you finally like see them the the collectors are in the second one the like yeah, okay, progenitor race or whatever uh whatever yeah because you find out that the collectors are the the progenitor race that built the whatever before they were enslaved by the reapers mm-hmm. uh but yeah definitely fem shep i always play as the, the lady shepherd she is uh <laughs> she's i don't know i like the voice acting better and it's more badass when you're just running around punching reporters as a lady <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is about those games. <laughs> nice. but they just never. I feel like I I only played them because they were new, but I never I never never wanted to replay them. I think that's just with Bioware games for me in general. I I won't put it on Mass Effect, but yeah, Bioware Bioware has their artistic style. I'm not saying it's bad, but I just don't think it's it's for me. Yeah, I don't know. It's very, I like it's... stop and let us tell you story. They don't work it in. It's, yeah. It's been a long time since I've played it, so I don't remember, like, anything. So going back through it and, like, kind of reacquainting myself with some of it, like, oh, it's that guy, I remember him, and, like, that kind of stuff is, it's interesting, but, yeah, I don't know, I don't know how long I'll play it, probably, probably not again, but I got my fill, I think, of (laughs) two hours. I don't know, I've just been looking for a shooter to play, and I can't find anything that's, like, really scratched that itch, so I've just been kind of digging through everything. Here and there to play. Have stuff, you played but... Sunset Overdrive? Uh yes, oh, but not. Okay. I didn't. Yeah, I that one didn't hold me either. Yeah, it I was. Don't. Yeah, I don't know. It was a lot of like platformy stuff that I just didn't care about for like the amount of shooting. I don't know. I'm looking for. I don't know. I just don't know what I want. Like a. I don't know. I guess more realistic shooter than a lot of mm. things that I've been playing. So Battlefield One. Yeah. I want to shoot things in the head and have them die. Have you, I don't want it to shoot them 70 oh, have times you, and have numbers popping off of them. Yeah. Have you played Battlefield 1? That no, story is really good. That yeah. campaign is really fun. Except for all the fucking vehicle mission, missions. I hate. <laughs> oh, Dan. Dan, you're, you're cutting out. Dan, you get to sit out for a minute. You get to sit out uh yeah i'm sure there's some other things i've been playing uh, phoenix right i uh, played tabletop simulator here and there uh just different games and things i think it's probably your router dan you need to like <laughs> get a better router or something if all these computers it might be up. my internet my internet connection just dropped off <laughs> so i but yeah i mean other than that just the normal league here and there overwatch here and there but yeah, it's been fun. Dan, I can already tell Dan's frozen. Yeah. Uh, so this is yeah. Dan has a majority uh, of the main segment that's... tonight, so we're gonna need him to figure this oh, out. Oh, Dan just left, so he's got oh, everything no. all screwed up. We'll be well, back in a second, guys. How's your day going? 
Hey everybody, welcome back. Had a little technical issue there. We're gonna hopefully be okay from now on. Uh, Clinton was looking for a third-person shooter. That's the last I heard. First-person shooter. <laughs> oh, you want a first-person or any so, shooter, uh, really? But any shooter. That's yeah. We were talking about playing Battlefield One. Yeah, and then we finished that discussion, out. and we were gonna see what you're up to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just over here. Sorry, I don't mean that. Um, so I have been playing uh, Hades as well. I like it. Um, as far as like a roguelike goes, I, it's really good. It does something that nothing else does, but it hasn't caught me as much as I thought it would. Like continuing, I can't like play it over and over and over um, to try to like get through it. So I just kind of leave it by my by nightstand by my bed, and I play like a run or two at night, and that's kind of where it's fallen for me. Um, and I like that. I like it better. Uh, because there's not as much randomness, there's not as much wackiness as I enjoy out of like a lot of my roguelikes. Like I really enjoy Risk of Rain too, because by the end of your run, you have like a million items, and you're going at like 300% movement speed and all that crazy stuff. And Hades is a little more toned down from that. Um, but I'm still still enjoying it. I like it as like a before night, like before sleep kind of game. Um, and I am still playing I Can Fell. I uh, really like that game. Um, it's on Game Pass, uh, both PC and uh, Xbox. So check that out. It's a game that has heavy Harry Potter tones. Um, they've toned them down a little bit. <laughs> There's not as many characters. You're like, oh, that's straight up a Harry Potter character. Um, but really fun, and it's getting more strategic. So I think I mentioned it's kind of like Paper Mario, where when you attack someone or where you defend, you have to press A to either do more damage or take less damage. And that gets super important. Um, the timing becomes harder on the moves that happen to you and the abilities you learn. Uh, so that's kind of cool. And it's like you will do absolutely no damage or a good amount. Like if you or if you don't hit the button, you will do like absolutely no damage. And if you don't hit the button when you're getting attacked, you will get screwed. Um, so like it's it makes you pay attention and actually learn like the timing of each move, which I really like. And then uh, since I had a new computer, I wanted to play a computer game, so I downloaded Temtem, uh, which is basically a very heavily Pokemon-inspired game. Um, really fun. I just kind of got into it, but it's already a little more challenging than Pokemon, and I'm not going to look. I don't think I want to look up anything. I just want to see if I can get through the story without knowing any of the strengths or weaknesses or anything. Um, it does have an MMO aspect to it, so there's other people running around. I haven't interacted with them at all. I've just kind of typed hi, and they've typed hi back. So I don't know what that entails. Um, but there is just like a mate, like a single-player story. Um, and apparently you can play that with a friend as well and team up. And every battle's two-on-two, two, like two Temtems against two Temtems. Um, so I guess if you partner up with a friend, you'd each throw out one. Um, but it's pretty fun so far. I'm excited to look into more. more. So I've really been into turn-based games lately. Boring. Yeah, we know you. We know you hate them. <laughs> but I like I like turn-based games as long as there's like some kind of strategy attempts with it. Yeah. So, um, I can fell has like a grid that you move around. You have to place place your characters and things like that. Um. All right. Are we ready to move on to our main topic this week? Uh, yes, we are. Yeah. Cool. Um. We got questions from uh, a, a quite a few people. We probably won't get through them all today. Um, so we might have to split this into two episodes. Uh, some of these questions are pretty heavy. And if we decide we're going to do a full episode on them, we'll just leave it at that and we'll come back to them. Um, but let's let's jump right in. 
the first question, do you think Xbox's game streaming on-demand platform is going to work in the long run? I'll leave it to you guys to start off. Xbox's game stream. Uh, does this include Game Pass, or are they going like in the future with like what's it? X Cloud Project X or whatever. I think they're probably just kind of assuming the whole streaming and on-demand platform just going forward. So including X Cloud, including Game Pass. I think Game Pass is here to stay, uh, and I think it'll either spread in some form to every other system, or they'll each come up with their own. Um, I mean, that's like Netflix for games. I think it's a pretty natural ev- evolution. Um, xCloud, um, you know, it might not be... I guess if I had to put money on it, I'd say it won't be xCloud 1.0, maybe even 2.0. Um, I just think there's so many pro- uh, so many issues coming that arise from streaming games. I mean, fucking Stadia hasn't figured it out yet, and they launched... Um, I think, I, I don't know, maybe maybe two, three years down the road, we'll have something that's pretty consistent, but it's just going to be so spotty. Like, me in New York could probably play it pretty well. People in rural Michigan, no. Like, I, I, it's location-based, too. I, it's such a daunting task. Yeah. yeah. If it could be, if it becomes a, like a super popular thing, I think it may help at least in some way of pushing like for better internet access for rural communities and things like that. But I don't see it if like if COVID doesn't push for that harder than anything else. I don't see poor rural people ever getting. And I didn't mean that in like monetarily poor. I meant that it's a, like poor guy thing. But oh, it yeah. does apply well, in no. the other way as well. But uh, I don't think they're struggling really hard with online school. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that rural areas will ever have internet access the way that urban areas do. But right, I mean, it's just a matter of logistics more than anything. But yeah, I mean, like, I have fiber internet and I have like less than 20 millisecond ping on 90% of the games I play. Uh, and so like playing Stadia and that stuff, even that, like, with fiber. Like I can see the input lag on things in like racing games. It's almost impossible to play them like, cause there's just no reaction. And so like, I can't imagine with like a first person competitive shooter getting put onto a streaming platform like that. And it actually performing well enough that people are willing to play it. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I got to agree with you guys on, on X cloud. It's, you know, all the things you said, um, as far as Game Pass goes, I think we're going to see, but it seems to be super successful. Yeah, I mean, I they make, make so I... much money off of that. Like, even if you are, like, a power user playing... Sorry, i got to plug this headset in. It's going to make a That's noise. That's okay. <laughs> um, but uh, even if you're a power user and you're playing every game on Xbox Game Pass, like, you're not costing them so much money that the other right. 42 million people that are... Or however many it is, it's probably not that many. But the however other many people that are subscribed to it are more than making up for whatever they're paying for it to yeah. have games on it. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's such a good deal. I, I, I think game pass is like one of the best things that's happened to gaming just in general. Um, it obviously is making Xbox money or they believe it will at least pay off and make the money in the future. But just um, as I got this, this new computer and I was looking through steam, it was like, uh, 
there was like the top games. It was showing the top games, and of course, a lot of them were indies. And I was like, oh, that's on Game Pass, and it's fifteen dollars. That's on Game Pass, and it's ten dollars. That's on Game Pass, and it's twenty five dollars. And I was like, man, I'm making like out like a bandit just having Game Pass to be able to play these games. And on top of that, they're games I don't think I would ever spend money on if yeah. they weren't on Game Pass. Like I never would have thought to buy them. It's some of the, my favorite games I played this year. So um, I think it's like wildly successful among users. It just, as long as it's monetarily successful, it will, it will continue to go on. I think the other interesting thing is uh, that it's such a new service that uh, developers have never developed with Game Pass in mind. Um, mm-hmm. I think, especially indies, um, can start pushing out smaller i mean this is huge for like roguelikes but smaller games that aren't you know 10 hour campaigns that are just fun to play and know like we can sell this to we can sell this to game pass get a little nest egg and start working on something bigger or however else they use i think it'll be big for party games like if party games become a thing on game pass because like it's like hey we're all playing jackbox six this week and then like oh uh fall guys came out we're all gonna play fall guys on it now or mm-hmm. like among us is on it everyone's playing among us like it would be good for game pass because it's like hey all your friends are playing this game because it's on game pass and they're gonna play this next game because it's on game pass mm-hmm. and golf with your friends is they're playing that and it's on game pass like it's gonna push people to convince their friends to get it and then it's the same at the same time it's going to push developers to want to be on it because they know like hey like all these popular party games are on this like thing and i'm surprised we haven't seen that yet of like party games pushing like to be on game pass and get like players that way because i think that would be a good like optimal situation for everyone if you're playing yeah i think the only week game and it's always only, on Game Pass or whatever. But the only party game I can really think of is like golf with your friends, and in some yeah. kind of way, because um, Gang Base isn't on there, right? We bought that no. yeah, separately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Overall, I think yeah, it's I think it's going to change gaming. And as like Neil said, it sounds like they're either going to push to get Game Pass on other platforms, or um, other platforms are going to have to create their own to keep up. So, I mean, Nintendo already kind of did in some weird way with their classic games. As they do. And they did it weird. And it's not perfect. And it's, yeah. (laughs) But it's there. there. All right. Uh, How do you feel about the Nintendo Wii and why is it superior to other systems? Wow, there's a lot of pretext in that I question. Wanna know, I want to know who's asking these. Uh, I can, <laughs> Did you I tell me it was anonymous? <laughs> yeah, I figured I wouldn't say anybody's name. But I guess if it's someone I know, tell me if it's someone I know. <laughs> okay, yeah, this isn't someone you know. Okay. Um, uh, why is the Wii the greatest gaming console of all time? I think just because of its interaction it made video mm-hmm. games interactive in a way that yeah. a normal controller doesn't and i think that's why it took the world by storm so so like just grasp a hold of the psyche of the world and was just like you're gonna play this and like it became like a phenomenon like in a way that yeah. no other console or like gaming system has everyone's mom has played wii sports like half of people's grandmas have probably played Wii Sports, and I like, think that's it. I think it became it became America's party game system. It became family mm-hmm. night. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, Mom it became it, it made it made games a more physical like 
like accessible thing. It's like it's easy to understand yeah. how to bowl by bowling. Yeah. Like it's right. easy to understand how to swing a tennis racket by swinging the Wii mode around. So it's not like you're pushing X to swing the racket. It's you're actually swinging a racket. Yeah. yeah, my mom's not. She's not anti-video game, but she toes that line a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the Wii I own is was originally one she bought for herself. Yeah, like she was into it. So, yeah, and this person uh, is a friend of mine, and I don't think they're a very big video game player, so it would make sense that they would think it's the best. Dan, move your mic farther away from your mouth. Cool. To help. Yeah, you're just blowing it out a little bit. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, um, but yeah, no, I think it's it's just... And I think for a lot of people that it's true. It's like a lot of people that don't play a lot of games, it is going to be, in their mind, the best game system because it's the one they played. It's the one they had the mm-hmm. most fun with. It's the one that kept bringing them back to games right. in a way that a DualShock controller can't. And it's weird. Like, I guess this, like... Nintendo, in a, kind of in a Nintendo way, and kind of almost one of the first times they listened to users in another way. Um, they were like, okay, well, I guess they tried to do the Wii U, and it didn't do very well. But they were like, okay, so a portion of the base like doesn't want to play on the Wii because it's like family games, kid games, it has these motion controls, you know, it doesn't have as good a graphics, it doesn't have as good as computing power. And... Uh, even though it was still wildly popular, and they're like, "All right, cool, then we'll give you the switch, and you can just play stuff normally." It was kind of a weird move for them to not have some kind of system out there, or to still have. There's very few games for the Switch that it could do the same stuff the Wii does, and they just don't capitalize on it. Yeah, like we need a WarioWare. They should just do a Switch Sports. There's like one, two Switch, and that's about it. Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the 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 way that the Wii just kind of yeah interacted with the family, I think it was really what yeah. made it stand out. All right, next question. How old is too old to play video games on a regular basis? Uh, look, it depends on... When you can see your bones through the dead flesh on your yeah. body. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it depends on what you... That depends on you. Are you ashamed that you play video games? I mean, it sounds like you might be. Uh, like it, it's never too late. I know I, of course I'm in the film industry. I know a lot of people that have, that are always around computers and that make, that just makes you more nerdy. And I know a lot of people that are up in their ears, 30, 40, uh, that are still, you know, hopping into Skyrim. Sure. They're not like yelling at children on call of duty, but I don't know. I, I think that people think it is a, that our generation really grew into video games. They became their, they they grew so far as did all technology through our adolescence into adulthood. Um, it was never an option the decades before us for that really to be a hobby for you know a ten year old all the way to thirty. So now I think our generation is struggling with that. Like, oh, that's what kids do. It's like, no, I just got it when I was a kid, and it turns out I still like it twenty years later. Yeah. Um, it, it de- so it depends. If people are judging you because you play video games as an adult, then like you might have some shitty friends, or maybe you're just ashamed of it and you feel like you should be doing more productive or something. I don't know. Uh, take a look in the mirror, bro. <laughs> True. I don't think there's every like yeah. I don't think there's any like any hobby. There's not like anything that's like 
you know, do what you want to do. I don't want to see a bunch of 40 year old men, like pretending they can still play football. I don't know. I've got my own hangups. <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. Um, I really like this question. I think it's a good one. Um, what is the deal with gun violence video games like Call of Duty, Halo, and Grand Theft Auto that consistently make them top-selling hits? Um, <laughs> a little bit of a little bit of thought there. <laughs> I don't know the gameplay know. of it. I mean, it's fun to, yeah. to to. I mean, just like real guns are fun. Like it's fun <laughs> to shoot things. You, yeah. <clears throat> video games is an escapist hobby. You go to do things that you can't do in real life. Also, well, I just, was thinking about it. They just mentioned a bunch of franchises that have been around for decades and they have yeah. only increased their clout and and now they're they're such a big part of our of this industry that when one comes out, you get it. It's yeah. the new Drake album. I don't know who's hot now, but like <laughs> you know, it's it's the hit thing. Um well, so well, you I got think FOMO them... and all that shit. I think those are three wildly different games that involve guns. What um, was it? Call of Duty, Grand Theft Auto, and... And Halo. But I mean, okay. those were just the examples they put out. But there are a ton of different games that have guns, you know, outside of that. But just taking those three, they're so different. So Call of Duty is very competitive, but it's just a mirror of something that happens in real life. Like, you know, there's stories about war. There's, you know, movies, same private about movies war. and wars and books and stuff. <laughs> so... And that, and it's just the competitive aspect. And I think that competition and anything, um, uh, conflict, bleed or like breeds weaponry and stuff. So I think that's a part of it, you know. Um, but that Call of Duty is that kind of thing. Halo is just like a fantasy where there's like an outside force that breeds conflict. Uh, conflict. And I think you know that story. You, you need weapons and guns and that kind of thing. Well, and Grand Theft I mean, Auto and, is just uh, and Halo. They're in a civil war before the aliens come. But okay. right, but not and not in the game. Yeah. Um, you don't see that in the game. And then the like, Grand Theft Auto is just a mob story all all the time. And you know you have the wire. You have all this kind of stuff. So I think like any media. I think Neil is right. There's like it's an escapist thing. Like any but anytime you have conflict of any kind, it's going to breed some kind of. It's interesting. Like weaponry and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, not even America. The world enjoys sensualized violence. That's nothing yeah. new. We always have for as long as for as long as time. Like that's just something that's bred into us. Yeah. Uh, and and I think you know we want like there are you know there are sports people that want competition and people play racing games they play sports games and stuff like that. But if you're not a sports person and you want like a competitive something that's more up your alley, that's more like fantasy or anything like that, um, you know, if you're not a gamer, there hasn't been very many popular competitive games that aren't sports. That... Dan, let's figure out what's going on with your mic. We're gonna go to break again oh. real quick. Are you hearing no, that so clicking gonna... too? New trouble, new computer troubles. You know, Dan buys new things yeah. and gets us all yeah. flabbergasted. I like. Uh, I never have to actually do any editing. I, you guys are keeping me on my toes this week. I'm gonna have two intermissions to cut out. <laughs> true. True. Um. Anyway, I don't. I don't know what we're talking about. We talked about video game. Oh. Um. Yeah. I think any kind of art has that kind of stuff. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think. I don't think gun violence is a. Uh, the video games have a monopoly on it. Like. Yeah. Every like action movie has gun violence in it, mm-hmm. unless it's some weird samurai period piece or something like and then it has swords 
in it. Like, yeah, violence isn't. I remember what I was going to say is when you have like a competitive game that's not a um, a sports game. I think they go towards shooters because if you if you're a gamer, you know that competitive games with swords don't tend to work out or feel very good. Like I can only think yeah. of like for honor. And, and I that was not without its own issues. Yeah, like it's really hard to figure out sword play to make it feel good and feel right and make it fair and like fun to play competitively. And I think guns are just an easier like, you know, like paintball would be. It's easier to play paintball than it would be to have some kind of like weird score. You know, fencing, I guess fencing. is what that is. Yeah. LARPing. Yeah, but um, yeah, so I think that that there's just yeah in any kind of art any kind of entertainment you're going to have guns conflict weaponry and etc etc yeah i think it's a i think the question is flawed in its premise of like why is why are video games so enamored with guns i think the question should be why are we as a culture as a human society so obsessed with guns like yeah and violence and yeah that's true there's a just to plug someone else's podcast, Painfotainment by Hardcore History. Really interesting look at public executions and why we used to love them so much and how we get our fix now. We like mm. violence. Yeah. Yeah. It is true. Um, yeah, and it's weird because I don't like think of it as violence, you know? Like, I mean, I understand that it is, but unless a game is really graphic, like I'm blowing off someone's head or whatever, like some of it is so toned down in a way like call of duty you know you just kind of you get that little like bloom when you hit somebody but it's not like they're like splattering blood everywhere it's just more for the the competitiveness and the 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 feedback of it yeah 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 um all right next question these are actually this is actually uh courtney's my wife's questions my wife three of them sorry there's a Borak movie coming out it's topical again there is it's topical. Um, so the first one, <laughs> the first one's kind of a joke question. So she wanted to know why is Diablo three so easy? Is it made for children? Explain. Oh well, Dan and I spent fifteen minutes railing against Diablo three. Um, yeah. After thinking it was the the savior to our our the game rut. Um, yeah. Diablo three is a grinder, much like uh, Borderlands has become. That. The true veterans will tell you you can't really start playing until you've maxed your character out, uh, yeah. which I think is kind of the same for World of Warcraft. Um, it's just the direction that those games head in. Um, a lot of their, a lot of the tweaks that they do, a lot of the content that they do is focused on people who have already beaten the game and are continuing to play their high level characters. So they just want to get you to that level as fast as possible yeah. and. Yeah, it's just an easy game. And unfortunately, if you just want to play the Diablo campaign, it's not that fun. No, they should allow you to turn it up from the start. Yes. Um, Here's her her second question. Why is it taking so long to get the next Elder Scrolls? Daggerfall came out in 96. Marwen came out in 02. Oblivion came out in 2006. And Skyrim came out in 2011. So like a a six to eight year gap, four to eight year gap between... Four to about a four to six. Okay. So I think it's because Skyrim is so large uh, and people have been playing it and modding it that they are really just taking their time on the next one, you know? Um, and I think, you know, it's interesting because I think someone asked us about this maybe later. Um, 
But with Microsoft buying Bethesda and all this, like, how does that change? We, we don't really know. Um, but Bethesda has been a little little bit of thin ice recently. Um, but like Elder Scrolls six has to be good. It has to be really good. The yeah. um, the pressure on Bethesda to make it one of the greatest video games of all time is huge. Like that game has to deliver in so many different ways. I think they have a new engine. Um, they're working uh, with a different engine than they used on their past games. So that's probably, they probably gave themselves a lot of time to really learn that system. Uh, and I think Starfield that comes out before that is running on this new one as well. Mm, I so, think Starfield is on the normal Bethesda engine. Is it the old one? I think so. I'm not sure though. Gotcha. Yeah. I think I heard it might have been on the new one. But there were like I, leaked pictures and it looked very much like it was on the old engine. That yeah, Fallout seventy six and four was made on and yeah. Skyrim and all that. Yeah, and yeah. since Skyrim come out, I mean came out, I mean they did do a couple of DLCs, but I mean that mm-hmm. is that is developed by Bethesda Softworks. There's only one studio there. Yeah, I mean Bethesda they own a lot of other yeah. ones, but that's their baby that they take care of. Yeah. And so, so they've done Fallout Four, Fallout seventy six, and a completely new IP, Starfield, that yeah, they need to do well. And I'm sure kind of it was like we don't have any good ideas. I'm sure they didn't start for a while. Like I, yeah. we don't know how to make this any big better with the constraints that we have in our, in our current, you know, software. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they may have said as much. Yeah. Cause I mean, console gaming is huge. Um, and, you know, I think it came out it, when you have, I think they wanted to be so much bigger that you look at it and you go, Holy crap. Like there's at least, I don't know if, if we needed another elder scrolls until six comes out. You know, like, I, do we need them every four years? The game is so large. People have found so much stuff to do with it. Um, I think when it comes out, they want people to be like, wow, this have is you, an improvement. Have you seen the the picture that recently came out of Cyberpunk 2077 script? No. It's oh, yeah. like a table, and it's probably a five-foot-wide table, and it's stacked with papers, like, a foot and a half tall. And it's, like, yeah. seven stacks of paper. And that's just, like all the writing they did for just the script work like right that game is huge and like to make a game like skyrim which is probably almost as big as 2077 if not bigger i mean i don't obviously i haven't played 2077 can't tell you how big it is but like skyrim is a big game there's a lot in it and i'm sure cyberpunk 2077 will be as big uh, but like it takes a lot to put that much stuff into a game and to like come up with new and interesting and compelling things to fill out a game that big is a large undertaking. Like yeah, like it's... if if they just gave a Skyrim with better graphics and like some of the quests were like this similar and there wasn't like new stuff to really do it and feel different, everyone would complain. Oh yeah. So I, I think that setting it out this far like while people are like really itching to get their hands on it i think that they actually made a good call of saying like let's wait like yeah. let's wait till technology is caught up to where we want it to be let's yeah. wait until we can really wow people um let's wait until we can make the game we want to make yeah also the only downside to that is since then they have faltered and like you yeah. said this better wow people yeah yeah for, It'll be... for their sake for microsoft's sake for the IP's sake, yeah, it's got to do well. Yeah, it, it does. And I'm interested to see Starfield. I'm more interested in Starfield than I am in Elder Scrolls. I'm very excited for another Elder Scrolls. 
But um, I already know what that's going to look like, so I kind of want to see what Starfield's going to be. I feel like Starfield's be. just going to be Fallout in space, and I don't really care for that. Yeah, but you don't really like Fallout. <laughs> yeah, so now they're doing two Fallouts in a row. But we, I, that's, I, that's obviously unfair. We don't know what it looks yeah, like. But. We don't know what it's like at all. But I mean, yeah. I mean, Bethesda Game Studios has kind of created their own genre. Of, I mean, of is it going to be way. like Outer Worlds? Maybe. I don't know. I don't, I, don't I don't think it's like as grungy as some yeah. of those games. I think it's supposed to be more sci-fi, like more um, white Mass and pristine yeah. kind of looking. Yeah, I hope so. I'm interested to see what it's like. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I will probably play the crap out of all the side quests and never beat it for six years. <laughs> but that's how I, how I do it. Um, and then what is your and the other hosts most played game and what's your favorite weapon in the game? My most played game, Factorio. My most like watched or consumed game, Minecraft. Yeah. Uh, favorite weapon in a game? Um, I don't know. I'll have I think, think we discussed this on a previous yeah. episode. I'm sure we have. Um, yeah. Uh, for me, my, my most played game is Hearthstone. I don't think anything's caught up to it that much. Maybe if you put all the Halos together, um, that would kind of rival it. Um, and my favorite weapon is the battle rifle from Halo. I really like that gun. Feels good to shoot. Mine's got to be Overwatch or Oblivion. It's probably Overwatch or Oblivion. I'm not sure which one. Um, favorite weapon? Uh, Again, we did do an episode on this. Yeah. I don't know if I ever <clears throat> check it out. Said favor. Yeah, I'll, I'll go back and look at it. But I think uh, we should I've do always... a we should do a tournament bracket of video of weapons? game weapons. weapons. Just that would be weapons, fun. Funny weapons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A normal person wielding a weapon. Yeah, wielding like if weapon. if I was holding it, fighting myself, holding the other one, who would win? <laughs> yes, that would be fun. We got to do that. <laughs> we'll, we'll write. The, we got to make notes. Someone write that down. Uh, um, I'll probably I'll say the the shotgun from Halo Two. Oh yeah, that's it's nice. probably that not great, but I do remember liking that gun a lot. Getting a shotgun kill was so satisfying. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I would say probably like, I don't know. I really enjoy, and I've been playing it more recently, so it's in my head more. But I really enjoy the Judge in Valorant. It's like a combat shotgun with a bunch of rounds in it. Mm. It's fun to just mow yeah. people down with it. Um, and. Let's see here. The next or, question I really like as well. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Or Zarya's Zarya's bubble gun. I think that mechanic. Ooh, yeah. Obviously, she was she is my Overwatch main. That mechanic really made made me fall in love with Overwatch. That is a cool one. Um. All right. Why is it nearly impossible to adapt video games into films? Or alternatively, or alternatively, why have so many film adaptions of video games failed critically and commercially? You guys are the film guys, so I'll go to you guys. Uh, they're different mediums. The stories yeah. you can tell in them are different. So, like, if you wanted to tell the story of Halo in a movie, it's going to look and feel and be different to be successful. Because mm-hmm. uh, you can't just have Master Chief running around shooting grunts for an hour and a half and have it be compelling or interesting. Yeah. And com- pressing all of that down into an hour and a half movie all the actual like story bits it's gonna feel weak because you don't have 
the kind of lull and roller coaster feel out that like interacting with all of the grunts via shooting bullets into them. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you don't have all of that kind of interactive feel that the game has, so you don't have the same connection to Master Chief that you do in the game because yeah. you're, you're watching Master Chief do these things. You're not Master Chief right. doing them. So I think you get a different kind of appreciation for his character. So like you can do more interesting thing, not more interesting, but you can do different things to video game characters and get a different reaction. You know what I'm saying? You can do something to a video game and get a different reaction than doing the exact same thing to the exact same character in a movie will get you because it's a different medium. You know what I mean? I would say, yeah, to further that point, putting a movie character in a video game is a little easier. They have a script. They have a, they have kind of a personality that people know. Um, That's easier to, even if you don't nail it, it's easier to get to, get people to believe like, Oh yeah, this is what, you know, Laura Croft or whatever, whatever movie character uh, would do. Whereas like the master chief, he doesn't talk. You're, you're kind of thinking the master chief's thoughts. Like I have to kill all these grunts. I have to do all this. And now all of a sudden it, yeah, it can't be a 90 minute action montage. Master chief's got to talk. Someone has to give him words. Whereas before that you're used to him saying three sentences in a cutscene and go, yeah, that's what he'd say. Now he needs to have a personality that you've never seen before. Now yeah. he needs to have, he needs to be a real human being. And that's hard to do. Uh, yeah. You need good writers for that. Um, and to this day, video game adaptations have not been the most well-funded movies. Not not great writers at those tables. Uh, kind of just people that need money. Not to shit on them, I'm sorry. Uh, but like, it's a huge undertaking, and I'm sure mm-hmm. they were not. Yeah, I, yeah. It's, it's, I think it was. The, go ahead. I was gonna say I think it's the issue comic book movies had for a really long time. Oh, I was gonna say, um, which book, is, like novel movies, yeah. movies of the front little uh, book adaptations. So with comic book movies, there was a big fight. You know, there's always a big fight about when things get changed from the comics, and um, what the thing was, if they put out a movie that was exactly the same as the comics. And it had the exact same plot twist and the exact same um, dialogue. Everyone would go, well, I just wasted 15 bucks on a movie ticket. I knew that whole thing. So if you made Halo and just took the script from the game and handed it to somebody and said, make this, you know, word for word, everyone would go, oh, cool. I, why didn't I just play Halo? Yeah. But okay. yeah, let me make you a 30 minute animated short because that's how long it yeah. is when you press it all together. <laughs> True. And but then so what they do is they go, here is halo or whatever do it but it can't be the same and then so you have all these different people trying to create some kind of thing that resembles something that you've done i mean look at i think the super mario brothers movie is the best example of this (laughs) you had this game that is very simple and doesn't have like a lot of stuff to it and they say okay so there's a princess and mario and luigi go and save her from bowser who is kind of a dinosaur and what they did with that was ridiculous. We all, you know, it's insane. We did a episode on that. And when you get studios, like I think video games were kind of, now they're more corporate. They're more corporate now than they ever have been, but they weren't for a long time. So when people were like, we're going to make this game that does this 
and there no one would fight back you know and say well that's not mainstream or whatever but movies have been corporate for a very long time so when you hand them something they're gonna go no 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 you can't do that testing has shown this that the other thing and ends up being so different from the game that it doesn't even resemble it so no no one's hit that middle ground like the mcu has for comics with video games yet i think yeah there's so much money that goes into a feature i i think now that our generation who have you know the most interest in video games are the people who can take themselves to see a movie well not right now when that Mm -hmm. happens again um, if movie theaters I, still exist if, at yes, that point, if yeah. movie theaters still exist, and I haven't had to change my ter- career, um, I think movies will still exist. Whether or not movie theaters yeah. do, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, then um, I think, and we've already seen it, but I, I, I think uh, bigger studios are going to start taking these movies uh, more seriously, especially now that CGI is much easier to do and cheaper. Um, I mean, there's so a whole we, slew of video game movies coming yet. out right now that are, yeah. that are in development right now. So we'll see. Well, if I think maybe we're going to get like an MCU surge of video game movies in the next decade. Yeah, and I know they're doing. I mean, Especially I think we've had like we our can't have actors on set acting. I think we've had a couple good um, television series on video games. People really seem to like the Wolf Wolf, uh, not Wolfenstein, um, Castlevania anime um based off the game uh i've heard that's great it's it's definitely not for me um i tried it but a lot of people like that and then the witcher i know it's a, was were books there were books as well um but you know i think most people know it from the game yeah, yeah. i think it's out. coming yeah well i think someone will nail it we'll see i know there's like a halo series the monster hunter trailer just came out um and uh, they're making a Call of Duty game. So I think someone's going to get it. They just have to find that perfect mix of not making it exactly like the game and not taking it off the rails. Yeah. So we will see. Um, I don't think there's any been, been any video game stage plays. Question from the... <laughs> they attempted to make a... You know, comic books haven't figured that out yet either. They tried to do a Spider-Man one and someone died. <laughs> so no, I think he's asking the other way. Are there any video games based on stage plays? Oh, based on stage wow. plays. Not that I know of. Not that what I know of. What would be a good stage play to make into a video game? The Glass um, Menagerie. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I think you do uh, um, the producers, and it's a game, like a like a simulation game, where you try to make the worst show that brings you <laughs> money. You, you commit you fraud. To, and you have to grift old women. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Battle Hamlet Battle Royale. That'd be good. Yeah, you could do a whole. You know, that wouldn't be a bad. You could do a whole thing see, where you like, travel through the world stealth, of uh, Shakespeare. Yeah, stealth based Macbeth. It's like a dishonored. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you killing to, everybody. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, Romeo right. and Juliet. Romeo. Yes, yeah, Romeo <laughs> dating sim. Yeah. Um, why didn't you call the show Game Genie? It's copyrighted. Is it? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Probably yeah. The game, game Genie's what isn't that like a cheat software? Yeah. Yeah. I think it used to yeah. be. Yeah. Game Goose um, was free, and after each of us coming with an idea that we liked, we vetoed all of our each other's <laughs> ideas, and we're like, "What yeah. about geese? Game Goose? Yep. Good." Game I think we played around the gaming gorilla for a second and liked geese better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Goose is more fun to say. Um, what is your favorite water level? And then put JK. Everyone knows they suck, but <laughs> just in general on water levels. I really like them, but it's because of the music. I think we've had this discussion multiple yes. times. <laughs> I mean, I, I like the Water Temple in Legend of mm-hmm. Zelda. 
an Ocarina of Time. I know I'm in the minority on that. Um, I think I think people love to hate it because it was hard as a kid, but it's not that nothing, bad. It's really it's, not. That it's bad. not that bad. It's just kind of confusing, and nothing makes you feel better than beating a hard level. Yeah, yeah. A lot of my games don't really have water levels anymore. That's like yeah. a platformer thing. Um, yeah, that's true. That is true. There's not a lot anymore. Uh, Halo was supposed to have water levels and it got cut. That'd be interesting. <laughs> oh yeah, um, Dark Link is in the Water Temple, and that was one of the coolest like fights that. in the childhood. Yeah, thank you, Carl. Um, what is your favorite, or what were some of the most popular games for some of the older systems, like the NES, Sega, Super Nintendo, GameCube, or N sixty four? What are some of your old favorite old games for old Nintendo systems? Anything Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I feel like yeah. they don't make any good Ninja Turtle games anymore. Sure. I like, I like, the, like street, oh, wait, street. Are we going... you walk down the street and you beat up ninjas. It's fun. Oh, you should play uh, <laughs> Streets of Rage. That was a really Yeah, but fun it's game. not it's not Turtles. Yeah. That is <laughs> true. It is not Turtles. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, the little, the little pixels don't look like Turtles, Dan. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, fuck it. Wait, does it have to be Nintendo or just the older systems? Uh, it said older systems. So time Splitters Two. One of my favorite right, shooters we've talked of all about time. But I, I haven't right. played it since the game. I but I really put so much time into that game. I really loved playing Goldeneye with anyone I could. That yeah, game was so much fun when it came should, out. It would be great if they did like there. a James Bond style kind of. Bond games were always awesome. We've talked about this before. That's yeah. how my dad let me play violent games because we watch Bond movies together so I can play a Bond game. But yeah. I mean, yeah, I would always have so much fun making custom Bond games with my with my pals and fucking around since Goldeneye, yeah. Yeah. Those were fun. Um, this, is, this is a good one I like. What changed the video game technology do you think made the biggest impact? This is this is a, a difficult one. I think they have a lot. There's probably one out there internet. that we just have no idea of. The internet. Ooh, the Ooh, internet yeah. is huge. Yeah, that is true. Just yeah, I think that's easy. Yeah. I think internet has had the biggest single change on yeah. anything, <laughs> not just video games. I was gonna uh, say Rumble Packs. Um, no, Rumble uh, Packs are huge. Like, have you played a game? So Courtney played uh, Far Cry Two. Uh, it's a like one of the first. It was pretty early Xbox 360, and the controller doesn't run. And she says it is so awkward. Like you don't yeah. realize how much your controller like vibrates until you play a game that doesn't do it at all. <laughs> so, but I, got, no, I think I think the internet and what I was actually going to say was uh, microtransactions are kind of like the. Uh, it, it, this would not be impact for the best, but the commercialization of like skins and stuff like that has been. Has been a huge change uh, in uh, in the last I don't know five ten years. Yeah, yeah. Chat saying that started on. Oh, sorry, with me. I was say chat saying the jump from two D to three D graphics was. I was, was going to mention that yeah. sixty four bit yeah. graphics, which is it's crazy. Uh, playing, I was playing Mario sixty four, and I was like, man, I used to think this game was gorgeous, but so much of that stuff is like, you know, it's still in games today. So I mean, even Goldeneye, right? Like that kind of thing. You couldn't really do. Um, I mean, you had Doom and stuff, which played with 3D space. But I think that's that's definitely up there. Um, this is this is a good one too. I like this one. Early access games. Uh, when they are buggy, how much leeway do you think they should get? And do you think early access is a good move? 
Uh, I don't know. I think it depends. Like, if your game's unplayable, like, obviously it's not ready. Like, don't... Right. Don't put it into early access. Uh, but I don't know. It's it's an interesting tool that, or, uh, that studios can use now to have beta testers in... Mm-hmm in a like uncontrolled like way i guess uh then like who knows they might not even report the bugs that they find or whatever but like it's an interesting like way to outsource your testing mm-hmm. to people that are interested in your game and to get a lot more testers than you probably then you can afford them. to pay yeah they probably pay you to do it oh yeah and it gives you like a, an income source early while you might be like running into income problems because you've been producing this game for x amount of time and you're gonna like okay well funding's getting low at this point we need to either release to get some capital or like figure something out so it's a good way to kind of get money throughout the prediction of the game too i think you also find a a network of 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 people who who are not in your employee that ha- that know other ways to break your game that you've never thought of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and people who will actively try to do that. Yeah. Uh, I think there's early think... access and bad early access too. Oh, yeah. Like I think what but like but what Baldur's Gate three is doing, like I get it's really buggy. I've heard it's really buggy. I don't know how buggy, if it's unplayable or not. Like I, I can't, you know, on that specific game, but I think Clinton's right. Like if you can't play the game, then that's probably too buggy. But I think they're doing like the right thing and saying like, "Hey, if you want to polish, like the developers have come out and said, if you want polished, do not get this yet. Like you guys are helping us figure out the game, right? I'm not a huge fan of like uh, Fortnite, like where they have a game that is been in, you know, I think they're out of early access now, but it was in early access for years. It had millions of players. They were making millions of dollars off of it, and they're like, "Oh, it's not done that now," and it's like, "Okay, it's kind of weird." Um, and I'm definitely not a big fan of like what Ark did. Ark came out, it was buggy, it was fine. We got it for like a discounted price. And when it was in full release, we were going get, to get to keep the game. And then they started releasing DLCs before like the main game was done. And it was like, well, then are we... So you're not done with the game, but now I can buy DLC for it. Like that just didn't sit right. And like a way it was like, this doesn't feel like early access in the way that early access was meant to be where we help you build your game this feels like early access so you can make money off of it on a off an unfinished game yeah 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 i think there's a lot of like abuse of early access especially like on steam in the green light program i feel like there's a lot of games on there that the the person who's making it is like oh i have this idea for a game i'm gonna put it on green light or whatever it's called now. I'm not sure if it's even called Greenlight anymore. But I'm going to put it on Steam Early Access. And I'm going to get all these people to pay for it and buy it. And I have zero intention of ever finishing it. Or making it the game that I'm saying it, it's going to be when it's finished. And right. so I think that's kind of a, a thing as well. And I'm surprised there's not more stories about that. But I'm well, sure there uh, are some. I think the AAA version of that is Fallout 76. I mean, I think they are making it the game it needed to be but that early access wasn't an early access that was a demo period i mean yeah. and no man's sky yeah yeah but I, i'm well, talking about just like indie developers that have zero intention of ever making the game what they're that. saying it's gonna be and gotcha. just abandoning it after a year and a half of 
development after they right. got a bunch of money from people that are excited about the prospect of what it will be and them just washing their hands of it and saying like oh well it's too difficult to get it to where i want it so i'm just gonna be done and they stop yeah. production on it so, yeah that sucks but i mean i've I know that it's happened a few times, but not, and I don't know what's happened with that. If like there's been class action lawsuits or anything, but I'm surprised it hasn't happened more. And I won't be surprised if we do see that happening more. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it well, will be with indie titles. So yeah. how much traction or news it will become, it depends on how often it's happening, I guess. Yeah. Um, in chat, someone said, have early access games completely replaced game demos? Or is that a direction that's going? Um, no, I think that demos are making a comeback. If you look at both Xbox and Switch, I haven't loaded up my PS4 in a while. There are games that allow demos. And I think a demo is something that's free. Um, a lot of early access you have to pay into. A demo is something that's free on a, a game that you can get that's completed that's a taste of it, whether it's timed or you know a certain chunk of a game. Yeah, what um, did we play? Tom Clancy's his sandbox shooter. Yeah, yeah, we did the demo of that, and that was like what, what we had three. Me. We had three hours to try it, and we um, didn't even finish the three hours. So that's all we needed. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I think in place of E3, because at E3 there'd usually be all these booths. They Xbox kind of did a thing where you could play a demo of stuff. Um, so I think early access and demos are are very different, and they're they're separate. Um, because I don't think early you you would ever pay for a demo. Seems to be favored more towards competitive games or at least games where you're interacting with other players and yeah. not single player experiences right yeah which i'm sure is yeah. not true across the boat but i more, think that most of the ones i've played involve some sort of internet connectivity that's why i was surprised that Baldur's three was early access like i didn't see like where the the need for that was but i guess it is just yeah an outsourcing of testing and yeah. The the rule set of Dungeons and Dragons is a complex thing, and like coding that down into a video game and having it all interact in a way that doesn't have like glaringly obviously easy game breaking interactions is probably incredibly difficult. So that's probably a lot of this is more like here play through the first three hours of this. Tell us what game breaking interactions you're finding that we haven't right. come across because you're, you people are going to do crazy things that we'll never think of that our 18 testers would never think of. Cause like testing before in a lot of games before was like, you're playing uh, Donkey Kong country and you're literally just trying to find places where you can fall out of the map or where you can like skip 16 sections of this and end up finishing way easier or whatever like whereas testing now with games that are becoming way more complex it's finding like exploits and interactions that shouldn't be happening i mean did you guys see i think i was i was on xbox with neil when i read the the article but there's a there's a twitch where a fish plays pokemon um this guy has it set up so it's like a tank where wherever the fish swims that's where the character goes and uh the fish found a glitch that no one had ever found before. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, you know, I mean, this is, I mean, this, I think he's playing like Pokemon blue. It might be, it's one of the older ones. It's yeah. either blue or gold and silver at the, at the newest. Is it a goldfish uh, playing gold? Cause it better be a goldfish oh, playing gold. <laughs> I don't know if it is. I don't think so. That would have been great. Um, 
but yeah, like, so when you just add all these people in to help find stuff, you know, you have a better chance, you know, yeah. even fish, they should just do put fish in tanks <laughs> and play their game, you know, found one in Pokemon. Why not? I feel like um, that Fisher's is going to end up somehow releasing all its Pokemon. <laughs> like on right. Like, yeah. How um, far is overall? It? Uh, I, it's not super far yet. It's, I mean, it's farther than you think a fish would get. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Pokemon is pretty linear. It's kind of hard to yeah. like. Yeah. I mean, Twitch, I think that Twitch play, it was, you know, uh, inspired by Twitch plays Pokemon. Yeah. And they beat it. So, well, yeah, I mean, there's like at least some hive mind intelligence yeah. behind Twitch plays Pokemon, but like True. True a fish, fish could like conceivably just swim around in the room that you start in for like three days before he gets yeah. out. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Overall, I think early access can be a good move. I think it's being exploited and I, uh, in lots of different ways. And I think that developers are using like early access and beta like all kind of interchangeably and i think it needs to be a little more clear um do you guys want to do one more and then call it and we can finish the rest maybe next week yeah sure cool um <clears throat> yeah i like this one if you could play any video game again for the first time which would it be oh oh <laughs> i don't know i felt like that was kind of like a, oh that's easy oh maybe not well oh, no i don't know what to answer because I got super here, I overthought it instantly. Okay. I got super. I I would say originally I was going to say Oblivion, but I was like, but yeah. it's not erasing my memory of all Elder Scrolls Elder Scrolls games. Yeah, so I'll that's still what I know. I'll still know about Skyrim, so I'm going to know how Oblivion shakes out. And then I went to friggin' uh, Outer Wilds, and I was like, that's a game you can truly only play once, and it was mm-hmm. awesome. Um. Fuck it. Let's say Sekiro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I would. Outer Wilds is up there for me because it is, you know, you can play it once and you can't, there's no replayability really because you know how, to, how it works. Um, but I think overall, Breath of the Wild would be mine. Especially right now. It's not that old. I wouldn't be like, oh no, there's better games out, you know, now. Um, but that game is so cool. And uh, when I go back and play it, like it, I still like it and I still like have fun messing around in the world, but there's just not that magic of like booting up for the first time and being like, sweet. Yeah. I think that would be the one I want to get hit in the head and be like, Oh, I forgot. I didn't forgot nothing except for Breath of the Wild. (laughs) (laughs) How convenient. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I would say, yeah, Breath of the Wild would be a good one. Skyrim would be a good one. My first thought, though, was Tales of Symphonia, but like thinking about it for half a second more, I was like, there's no way to ever play that game if <laughs> I didn't remember. Like, If someone was like, this is one of your favorite games, and I like couldn't remember it, and I played it today, I'd be like, I'm a fucking idiot. Why did I think that was a good game? <laughs> like, the only reason it's one of my favorite games is because I played it when I was 13, and I right. had so much fun just, like, I don't know, goofing around in that game. But, like, it's not a, I don't, by any stretch of the imagination, like, uh, an amazing game. Yeah. It just has, like, an incredible amount of nostalgia for me. I thought you would have said Factorio, maybe. No, Factorio, I feel like, has, I don't know. It's, yeah, I don't know. I feel like Factorio's only gotten better the more I play it, because it's, 
I understand it more and I know more of kind of the things that go on. Like going back and learning it from the beginning would be more of a pain. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah, for sure. Um, And every time I start that game, it feels like a new game to me almost because, mm -hmm. well, one, it was in early access. So a lot of times everything would change (laughs) by the time I played it again. But uh, yeah, I don't know. There's just something about it that nothing leads itself to repeating i guess in a weird Mm -hmm. way uh you're doing the exact same thing but it's in a different way and in a lot of times in a different order and stuff so and i mean the gameplay itself is simple but it's just the kind of interaction of everything that makes it intriguing and kind of compelling to me nice yeah some names do get better as you play them yeah so that's cool um all right we're gonna save the rest we're about halfway through maybe it maybe a little less um but yeah, great questions. Thank you guys, everyone who asked. Um, again, we're going to do this again next week to finish them out. Uh, good conversation. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, get ready to vote. Go yes, have uh, a think, plan to vote. Have a plan. Uh, you know, drive buddies if you need to. Um, Just be do safe it safely. If you're in person. Yeah. yeah, wear a mask, hand sanitize before, after, all that stuff. Um, all, all that fun things. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, check us out at Party Foul Games on Twitch, on YouTube. Um, you can hear us on podcast Game Goose, and Google Play, on Spotify, on iTunes, on every place there's podcasts, basically. Um, and come check us out on Monday nights. They're either playing D&D or right now, because uh, someone's a little busy, they're playing, they played Among Us last night. They do tabletop games. They do all kinds of stuff. So check out our other shows on the network as well. Uh, Clinton, anything to say before we leave? Nope. Uh, We are fighting. Well, probably not fighting because she would just murder us. But uh, we've come across a green dragon in our Monday campaign. Things are getting intense. We're split off. We have two groups. Well, one of us is split off by himself, and the rest of us are facing down a green dragon with no idea what her intentions for us are. So things are getting intense and exciting. Ooh, fun, fun. Uh, Neil, anything to say before we go? Have a good night, everybody. (laughs) All right, have a good night. We'll see you guys later.